0: Okay, so like I said, we're in this new series on identity, and uh, I'm calling it In His Image. So Genesis 1, uh, 27 uh, tells us that we were created in God's image, in the image of God. He created us male and female. He created us. Them is us, uh, Adam and Eve, and we are the children of Adam and Eve. But, um, so this idea of image, uh, we, we were created to be identity-dependent people, um, and that's the big idea of what is Christian identity, is that we don't find and discover identity, we're actually, we actually submit to an identity that was already given to us. And this idea of being in Christ's image is an, is an idea of what? Of a mirror, right? When you look into the mirror, what do you see? An image of yourself, right? Is, is the image of yourself actually you? No, you know how cre- creepy that would be if your, if your image started talking to you and started like you know, you start having a conversation with yourself in the mirror and it, like begin to talk back. That would probably be a little demonic or something weird was going on. You have to call an exorcist or something, right? No, that would be strange. In the same way, um, we are created to image God. We were created to be little mirrors that reflect God. Uh, not that uh, not not physically, right? We know that God is a spirit, so we're not saying that God has a nose and an eyes and hair but but his character right who he is his identity we are to absorb it and reflect it to one another the created world impact him that's that's the simplest definition of what it means to be created in the image of god um, so we're going to be looking at what does it mean to be created in his image and to find our identity in this phrase in his image and today we're just going to look at it, just do a, a you know i call it like you know, you have some talks are in the forest, some talks are in the clouds uh, or in the trees and in the forest, right? We're taking a step back and we're looking at the forest. Uh, we're looking at what is what is the biblical understanding of what identity is and why does it matter to us? And then we'll kind of do a, a little overview of, of what the rest of the time will look like. So, um, um, you know, if I was to ask you what is an identity, I know that I've kind of trickled a little bit of it. How would you answer that? Don't answer it out loud, just think about it. Right? Some of you are like, I've, I've never thought about this before. Why is this important? And some of you are like, yeah, I think a lot about who I am and, and why it matters. And I actually really struggle with the question who I who I am. And I become just a mirrored image of people's expectations. Or I become a mirrored image of who my parents are. I have no real understanding of who I am, right? Um, so, so, so this idea of imaging and, and identity is really important. Especially to you all as you are becoming uh, the person who God is making you to be. Uh, An identity is who someone is, It is the answer to the question, who am I? It is the core of who someone believes they are that defines for them what it is they believe it means to be truly human. So at our core, what we understand, the question of who, we, who are you, at that core, we're answering, it's also answering the question, Is what is our expectation for what it truly means to be human? Everyone embodies a core identity that governs all they do, how they navigate life, and the roles they embody other lesser identities, and how they relate to others, right? So if I were to ask you the question, who are you, what would you say? Just just for, to people who are 7th to 12th graders in northern Cincinnati, uh, when, when, if you were to ask somebody who are they, what answers would you get? Just shout them out. Student. I am a student. That's right. What else? Athlete. I am an athlete. What else? You can't say I am a student athlete. What else do people say? I am... You guys are all sons and daughters, right? What else? You're probably cousins, right? So you identify within your family. What are other forms of identity? So there's a spiritual identity. Great. Do you identify with your hobbies? Some some do. I, you know, I was a baseball player. I guess that's an athlete, Um, um, which is a hobby. I hate to tell it to you. That's what I've learned in life, that that baseball isn't life. It's just a hobby, and that's okay. I learned that the hard way. What else? Anything else that y'all can think of? I am, some of you are Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. I am, what? A gamer, yeah, right? We identify with our hobbies. I am hungry, yeah. I am tired, I am lonely, I am angry. I am frustrated, so there's even like, this, this, this language of identifying with our feelings, right? And identity of who someone is, right? And 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 I love uh, I love the Lion King. I've had a re like a rebirth uh, of my love for the Lion King. Not the new one that's out. Um, it's strange to me to see real lions and stuff talking. I've only seen like previews, so I don't want to see it. I'm I'm an old school. I like the Disney cartoon one. But there's this scene that I wish I could find, but I just couldn't find, and I just don't have the skills to cut it. Um, but um, from the movie. But there's this scene, right? If you know the story of the Lion King, what happens? Simba is a little baby, and he grows up, uh, but he has this little thing in between that sends him off to Timon and Pumbaa because Scar manipulates and, you know, you know, kills his dad and tries to kill him so he could be king, right? This is a big mess. And um, my son thinks that Simba has a birthday party, and then he runs away because we fast it through all that stuff because it's a little scary. And then he comes home when the monkey comes and gets him. So, anyway... Um, but it's not the true story. He'll find that out later in life, <laughs> when he's 16. I'm just kidding. So anyway, so but there's this scene when Simba, right, Hakuna Matata. He grows up. He eats worms, and then he's like the monkey comes and gets him. What's his name? Rafiki. Rafiki comes and gets him, and he says to him, you know, um, you know, you don't. He says, you know, he he's talking to him, and he sees a song like. Something, something, oom um, banana, da-da-da-da, huh, right, you know that scene? Uh, a the san a squash banana, da-da-da-da-da, and he's saying, what are you saying? And He says, I'm a baboon, or you're a baboon, and I'm not, and he says, I'm not a baboon, and he says something like, wrong, you don't even know who you are, and, right, and he's saying, you're Mufasa's boy, and then he runs away, and he's like, what, how do you know I'm Mufasa's boy, right, and then Mufasa comes in the clouds and says, remember who you are, and then he goes and becomes king. You know, kills or defeats Scar and becomes king. Right? He claims his identity. Well, a lot of ways we're a lot like Simba. That uh, if we don't know who we are, we might identify as a baboon. Right? Uh, When you don't have a solid sense of your identity, you're going to grab onto whatever comes your way. Does that make sense? So when you don't have a, a firm foundation of knowing that God, that essentially that you were created by God in His image and that you are being recreated by faith in Christ, now you're an in Christ one, right? Then you're going to grab onto whatever whatever it is. You're going to grab onto the, your identity is going to be found in the opinions of others. Your identity is going to be found in um, your, your athleticism. Your identity is going to be found in your, um, in your, um, in your school grades. And what you'll always find is that there's always going to be somebody prettier, there's always going to be somebody better, there's always going to be somebody smarter, and you're always going to be let down, whether that's you're going to be let down by your own expectations of yourself or the expectations of others. So, and essentially, you identify as a baboon. Does that make sense? There's no real sense of who you are. So that's why this, this, this question is really important, because when Simba had a firm foundation and a firm understanding of who he was, that he was the king, right? He went back to his kingdom and claimed it for his own. So that's what we're talking about, is that, is that many of you um, will identify with anything. And, and, and I want you to fight against that the, 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 and, and to embrace The true identity of who God created you to be, that God created you in his image to reflect his character, and not only that, but he calls you to himself through his son and calls you his beloved son or daughter, right? Child of God. That's the most beautiful thing that anybody could ever call you. Yes, you're a man. Yes, you're a woman. Yes, you're white. Yes, you're black. Yes, you're from America. Yes, you're from China. Yes, you are all these things, but central to who you are is you are a child of God. A son or daughter of the king. And that's, that's a beautiful title. And that's a beautiful thing. But here's the thing, right? This is what we're talking about. G.K. Chesterton says, we have all forgotten what we really are. And that's the story of, of humanity. That's we we, the story of Adam and Eve. They sought to become themselves. They, they sought to become the reflection in the mirror that has its own identity and its own autonomy, right? And they were fooled. And I love this, this phrase, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. And without knowledge of God, there is no knowledge of self. If you don't know who you are, you don't know who God is. And if you don't know who God is, you don't know who you are. Those things work together like a coin is both heads and tails, right? Um, and, 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 and we find out as we grow, it's as we learn who God is, we learn more and more and more of who we are and what it means to be truly human and what it means to truly flourish where we live, work, learn, and play. So that's why this is important. Uh, Hannah Anderson wrote a book on identity. and She says this, uh, Who I am, you know what, let me let me read it for my thing because it's, uh, it's hard to see for me. Who I am and why am I here? Who am I and why am I here? The need to understand ourselves, to wrestle with who we are and where we fit in in this world is fundamentally a search for identity. It is a journey to discover not some foreign land or distant galaxy, but a world much closer. And a search not simply to discover what it means to be a man or a woman, But more important, what it means to be a person, what it means to be you. Uh, But because this search can be unsettling, we distract ourselves and find identity in things like relationships, jobs, political causes, or hobbies. We check boxes, make lists, and categorize ourselves by race, religion, and socioeconomic status, right, if I'm rich or poor. We calculate our bodies in pounds, inches, and clothing size, all in effort to gain the security that comes from knowing exactly who we are and where we fit in. Man, that's, just let that sit for a second. I hope that speaks to every single one of you, right? Our search for identity really is a search for belonging. It's a search to know what we do and, and how to live our lives. And if you're looking for the question of what am I supposed to do and where do I belong, you've got to first look at who am I. And we're going to answer that question with what? I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm made in his image, restored in his image. But we do feel this, right? We feel the effects of living in a fallen world and having fallen identities, um, so that's my little segue into this vi- into this video. This is a short film. Um, it's not made by Christians. Um, it was uh, won a bunch of awards. It's got like over six million views on YouTube, and it's a little strange. But just just watch it, and uh, we're gonna. I love to hear uh, what what do you think this is saying about the question of who am I. Well, we're having technical difficulties. Maybe it'll play. Hold on a second. I'll, uh, we'll figure this out. Is that working, Wyatt? There it is. Oh, we hit lights. There you go. This, you know, this creepy music just kind of goes on for a little longer. All right, so what did you see? Tell me, what did you see? How what did how'd that sit with you? What did you see? And can't, was it relatable? You don't think so? Not literal. Yeah, sure, sure. But can you relate to putting on masks to fit in, putting on masks to be seen, putting on the mask of what you... What others may think true beauty is. Alright, do you notice, what is? what else did you see, what else did you notice? Yeah. Oh, we talked about the allegory of the cave, which we like just talked about. Oh, did you? It's kind of weird. Hmm. So, so tell me more, what, what what about it? Is there something about it that stood out to you, the allegory of the cave? yeah yeah okay yeah so is gonna rescue you way to go <laughs> well <laughs> I thought about that is obviously we all were kind of freaked out when we saw that but um, it was interesting because you said this is not a Christian video and pretty much they have her finding truth and true identity yeah in you were just actually people under the sun but she takes that as like that is everything. And, um it's the whole idea of like that is the first step yes but you're missing the step. Yeah. There's more than just under the sun. Yeah. The sun, is- yeah. I mean, it's the whole concept of put off put on that we read in Ephesians and other places, right? Put off the old self, put on the new. In the same with identities. You know, we all we all do wear masks and uh we we we. Uh, it's not just to take off your mask. It's to put on a new one. <laughs> it's to put on Christ-likeness, It's to put on faith. It's to put on Jesus. So um, it's not enough just to take off a mask because eventually another one will find its way on. Um, we need a we need a power. We need a mask that's greater than all masks, and that's what the mask of being a son or daughter of the living King of God, who's who's been bought by the blood of Christ. That's what that identity is. The mass that that, that, uh, that heals us, I guess so to speak. Anything else? I mean, I, I think that that was, I think that's a powerful thing. I mean, I as a 34-year-old can relate to that. I mean, I put on masks. I wear different shoes. I wear different masks based upon the people that I'm around. I often succumb to people's expectations of me instead of trusting in God and in His truth and um you know, that's a struggle that everybody has. Um, maybe not everybody's aware of. Okay, any other thoughts, questions, comments about the video? Yeah? Okay, yeah. Well, like when she broke that piece off of kinda of like she was seeing a segment of reality mm-hmm. which then made her curious about Oh, that's a great observation. Yes, she saw a little bit, and it made her curious. I mean, the same way. I mean, she said, did "You guys hear what she said at the end?" Which well, she, she didn't say it. I guess it was a voice over her that maybe it was her mind that was thinking it. But the, I think it was, "The truth will set you free." Is that what it said? The truth found me, the truth found me right? So, um, um, yeah. There's this idea of she she saw a little bit of truth, and she, it 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 attracted her to see the whole thing, which is much of of our spiritual experience with God. We don't come to God with everything figured out. We figure it out as we go. All right, here's some good comments from YouTube. People have four masks. One that they show to everyone under that. One they show to their friends under that. One they show to their family under that. One they show to themselves. There's um, another one. I'm wearing so many masks that I forgot what my real face looks like. Um, another comment says this. I relate to the girl who took her mask, took off her mask only to reveal another mask to match those around her. I feel like a chameleon, changing myself every five seconds to match my surroundings, even if I don't mean to. So, you guys, did you guys catch that scene? She was wearing like one color mask, and then she walked to a new group of friends and, and took off. Right? We become, we become the groups that we're a part of. Right? Um, you know, my 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 goal. I showed you that because my goal of this talk of this series is that you would take off your mask, just whatever your mask is. Right. Um, Whether that's um, you become the expectations of others, whether that's you become the expectation of a boyfriend or girlfriend, um, you become, you know, um, you're enslaved to, I must be perfect, the mask of perfectionism, um, the mask of I want to be popular, the mask of, um, you know, I want to be passive, so therefore I don't engage with anybody or have any friends, or I don't pursue conflict, whatever it may be, right? There's lots of masks that we wear to protect ourselves. And my hope is that you would see the truth, that you would see who God is, who He created you to be, and who Christ is recreating you to be, and that you would, in fact, put on the mask of Christ and see the truth of His Word and who He calls you to be, and that you would walk in that freedom. And just like that girl at the end, when she took off her mask, right, what, what happened? Everybody saw her, right? I think that when we walk in our relationship with Jesus publicly where we live, work, learn, and play will be noticed in a good way, not in a bad way. But as you care for people because you've been cared for by God, as you see people for who they truly are, not the mask that they're wearing, um, that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give to somebody. So um, I say this, we struggle with knowing uh, what we are to do because we struggle with who we are. So often the answer to the question of who we are so often, the question of who we are, so often we answer the question of who we are with what we do. And when, that, when what we do no longer exists, we struggle to know who we are. Right? That's, I've told you my story. That's my story with, with sports. Right? I was a baseball player. I got cut from the baseball team, and I didn't know who I was anymore, and I didn't know what to give myself to. Right? Or perhaps our source of identity isn't performance-centered, but it is other-centered. Uh, and who you are is just a mirrored image of what people think you are. Therefore you tend to change who you are based upon who you are around. And you have no real sense of who you are because you are consistently managing different identities, never knowing which one is the real you. Either way, to truly know who we are, we must first know who God is and how He how everything relates, everything we do relates to who God created us to be. That's the cure to the chameleon, that's the cure to the proud. Um and and I'll read that bottom. You know. In summary, I am because He is, right? I am because He is. Um, when God revealed Himself to Moses, what, did, what what name did He give Himself? What did y'all mean? Anybody know? It means I am. Tell them I am sent you. That's that's God's self-disclosed name of Himself. I am, right? And there's a lot that we find out about ourselves in that phrase, he is, right? We are because he is. And um, what we are going to talk about in in the, ooh, I'll read this. Who are you? The man's, this is a quote from a Jerry Bridges' book that I'm using called Who, Who Am I? He says, who are you? The man sitting to my left at the dinner referred to himself as a carpenter. Carpentry is his vocation, but it is not who he is. A lady with a broken marriage said to a friend, I am a failure. Although she has failed in her marriage, that is not who she is. I grew up uh, in moderate poverty. To this day, my default answer to the question, who am I, is I am the little boy growing up on the dirt street alongside the railroad track. But that is not who I am. As Christians, however, our identity is to be found in our relationship with Christ, not in our subjective and often negative life experiences. Therefore, the answer to the question, who am I, is based upon what it means to be in Christ. In Christ. So we're going to answer this question uh, this year of who am I? And what does it mean to be in Christ? You know, there's, uh, especially Paul and and often Peter, um, he says all these things. You know, I'm a new creation in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Those are language of identities and those are invitations to walk in light of our identity. So we're going to look at... um, That's supposed to be eight I am's. I am a creature. I am in Christ. I am justified. I am adopted. I am a new creation. I am a saint. I am a servant of Christ. And I'm not yet perfect. So we're going to spend eight weeks looking at eight different things that help us explore our core identity of being in Christ ones, Christians, the in Christ ones, that's going to help you guys, hopefully, inform you on how you relate to God in these different relationships and realms of your life. Right. This is something I picked up a long time ago that I love, that really all of our who we are is, can be summed up in these five relationships, right? Uh, spiritual relationships, political relationships, ecological relationships, economic relationships, and social relationships. So oftentimes we take these things and they become our core identity, right? I identify first as my political affiliation, and I don't let my identity in Christ inform my political affiliation, Right? Um, you know, spiritual relationships, right? There's more than just Christianity that exists in this world. Uh, many people identify with other religious systems and identities, right? Instead of letting who they are in Christ identify how they are to worship God, right? So we're gonna look at how does this answer that I am a male or female in the image of God, how does that, how does that identity influence the five places that you'll imp- that you'll find yourself walking in for the rest of your life. So I'm excited to journey with you, because um, I'm growing too in this, and um, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 studying and uh, and hearing what you guys have to say. So uh, that's what I have to say. What we're gonna do now is we break out into small groups uh, just for the next like 10 minutes or so.